0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Breaking the Goal Line podcast. This is the first episode. I am your host, Russell Goddard, but uh, you can just call me Russ. All my friends call me Russ, and uh, all uh, all you listening, I consider you a friend. You know, I'm be coming at you through your headphones or stereo, car radio, whatever. You know, hopefully two times a week. And so, uh, we can can be friends. We can be a little close there. So, uh, as your friend, I want to ask you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Go ahead and follow me. Follow my podcast. You'll get all the the latest every time I I drop an episode, which should be uh, one at the beginning of the week, probably about Tuesday, one at the end of the week on about a Friday. Uh, That's probably going to be consistent throughout the year. So, look out for that, but go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, and I uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Man, today, Monday, March 15th, has been insane for free agency. I mean, just insane. I got some thoughts on that. I got some thoughts on a lot of big signings. Uh, Aaron Jones for the Packers signed a contract. Uh, Cam Newton re-signed with the Patriots. We got to talk about the Dak Prescott. Huge deal there. Um, and as I'm looking at my phone here, I'm seeing, seeing names fly around. Bud Dupree looks like he might be in Tennessee Titan. Uh, a lot of big names, you know, the Patriots broke the bank today. Just crazy. A lot of stuff to get into. Um, so let's just jump into it. So first and foremost, we got to talk about the big news last week. And I know it's last week news, but Dak got paid i mean four years 165 million dollars but the kicker the kicker in 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 the number to really really watch i don't for those of you don't know a lot about contracts maybe don't know a lot about the salary cap the number to watch for these signings is the guaranteed money and Dak got 126 guaranteed it's insane my first thought when I saw that come across was Jerry Jones is fucking insane. He he just is. I mean, you know Jerry Jerry once said a long time ago when you know when the Cowboys were actually good, he would he would always pay a premium for a premium. Dak Prescott is not a premium, Jerry Jones. You listening? Dak Prescott's a good player. He's a great leader. He's an amazing locker room guy. He's somebody that I would want on my team. But but he's not a great player. He's just not. I just... You know, D- Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, they have a great podcast, by the way. Uh, it's called Move the Sticks. After you're done listening to my amazing podcast, go over there and jump over there. They're really good. So DJ and Bucky always say, trucks and trailers there's trucks and trailers in the league and that can't be the most true that's probably the most truest statement ever you have trucks and trailers kirk cousins is a trailer russell wilson aaron Rodgers, patrick mahomes those are trucks when you watch dak prescott play is he a truck or is he a trailer because to me he's a trailer dak prescott was great his rookie year when he was on a rookie deal When Zeke was on a rookie deal before Amari, when they were only paying big, big money to their offensive line. And they had the the highest paid and best offensive line in the league. So he looked good. Zeke looked good. What happens when you pay your quarterback $126 million guaranteed? Well, all those players, those good players that you had around you, are no longer going to be around you it's it's just jerry what are you doing to me i, I look at this i look I, when i'm looking at the situation it's just it looks like jerry is afraid to lose deck and I, he, he put himself in this situation he put himself in this situation you pay zeke you you pay your defensive stars who who can't even stay healthy and then you, you fumble with this Dak issue for what seems like a forever, every year, every week. We've been listening to this. Is Dak gonna get paid? When is Dak gonna get paid? What's going on? Well, he got paid. And it just seems like Jerry just couldn't let him walk away. It's 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 that girl in the bar that you see from across the way with your buddies, and you and you look and you say, Man. That's a, that's a looker. She is, she's got everything. She looks like the total package and you go up to her and you talk to her, you know, you get her number, you go on a date. It's cool. It's good. It's vibing, but it's, it should have only been one date and you know that it should have been one date. She's not marriage material, but you look at it and you know, maybe she's really good looking. She's, you know, she's attractive. Maybe she has a job where she has a decent income coming in too. So it looks good on paper. Like the Cowboys have looked good on paper since 2003. It looks good. She looks good on paper, but does that mean you need to marry her? You're just afraid to let her go away. You're afraid to see her with another guy. You're afraid that, well, you know, it was a nice one date, maybe two dates, maybe three dates. You know, you maybe, you know, got her in the sack, whatever, you know. But it was just a one-time thing. It shouldn't have been anymore. And to me, this just feels like Jerry Jones, is just can't let Dak walk away. It's the girl that you just, you're afraid to let leave because you're afraid that they'll do better without you. Or you can't do better than what she is. And in this case, she is Dakota Prescott. Okay, so the Packers came out last week and said they were not going to franchise Aaron Jones. And I think everybody everybody in the league, everybody, social media, everybody thought that they were just going to let him walk. Why not? You just drafted A.J. Dillon. He performed well at the end of the season there when he had that 200-yard game or whatever it was in, up in Lambeau when Aaron was hurt. And everyone thought, you know what, they're just going to let Aaron Jones walk. That's what the Packers do. The Packers don't spend big money. The Packers are a franchise that is known to not splurge in free agency. But they signed Aaron Jones to a four-year, $48 million deal 13 million dollar signing bonus i am the biggest advocate to not pay running backs big money i i I am not for it it doesn't really matter who you are now there's the christian mccaffrey's of the world that are just kind of special they're just kind of unique but even so christian mccaffrey got 30 million dollars guaranteed so I'm all on social media and everyone's just blown up about how this, this is terrible. Well, you can't pay Aaron Jones that much. You need to get better weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers needs a wide receiver. You need to build up the defense. You can't pay running back that much money. Folks, this is not a big deal. This, this isn't, this isn't a huge deal. This isn't a Derrick Henry deal. This is not an Alvin Kamara deal. You realize that Ezekiel Elliott got $25 million guaranteed. Christian McCaffrey got $30 million guaranteed. And, and like I said before, with Dak, the guaranteed money in the NFL is that number, is the number you need to watch. Because deals can be restructured. So Aaron Jones signed a four year, $48 million deal, $13 million guaranteed. Essentially, it's $12 million a year. But how the Packers do their deal historically, they don't give any more guaranteed money unless you're a quarterback. The The guaranteed money is all in the signing bonus. So Aaron Rodgers' guaranteed money is the $13 million signing bonus. He is not guaranteed a dime after that $13 million. Not a dime. Essentially, it's a one-year deal. Because he's getting $12, 12 million a year at $48 million, Right? But they got him for $13 million guaranteed. This is not a huge deal. I don't understand why everyone's freaking out about this. Last year, it was you have to pay McCaffrey. You have to pay McCaffrey. This year, you can't pay Aaron Jones. You can't pay Aaron Jones. I'm not about paying running backs. Not about it at all. But this is a good deal for the Green Bay Packers. All I'm seeing is Aaron Jones won. Green Bay lost. No, they didn't. How how does Green Bay lose In, in 23 games? When Aaron Jones has rushed for at least 42 yards, the Green Bay Packers are 23-0. Aaron Jones is a key piece to Aaron Rodgers' success. It's not like this is massive money. If this was four years, you know, $90 million with $35 million guaranteed, this would be a completely different conversation. But this big picture is a great deal for the Packers. They can restructure his deal in two years or even cut him in two years. And all in all, they paid him the $13 million signing bonus. And then they'll pay him $12 million for each year he's on the team. And I'm sure there's more incentives. There's always incentive roster bonus or you rush for so many yards, you get so many touchdowns. But let's say the Packers would have franchise tagged Aaron Jones. The the the, the hit for franchise tagging a running back this year if Aaron Jones, because the franchises, you, you're pretty much you're getting you're going to be the, pretty much the highest paid at that position guaranteed. It was something like seventeen and a half million dollars, seventeen and a half million dollars for one year for Aaron Jones, that you have to guarantee all that money. So let's say Aaron Jones has a thirteen hundred yard season, right? He goes for twenty seven total touchdowns. He brings in thirty catches, maybe forty catches. He 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 gets close to two thousand total yards, you know, in Aaron Jones kind of like season. Well, then the market next year is gonna skyrocket, and instead of paying him four years forty eight, you're gonna pay him four years sixty five. If you even want to keep him, and at that point, why would you want to keep him? You you would just let him hit free agency, but you just paid seventeen and a half million dollars for a running back for one year. That would be outrageous. But in this contract, you're giving him $13 million guaranteed, and you can cut him in two years. You have A.J. Dillon behind him, who was a second-round draft pick, who was a four-year deal. So in two years, he'll be on his last deal. You'll, the Packers will probably draft another running back. That's what they do. They, they, they draft running backs in the second, third, fourth round, and they shuffle through, which is not a bad thing. That's what I would do as a GM. I'm not paying a running back big money. That David Johnson contract the Cardinals gave to him back in whatever, 2016, 2017, a dud. Uh, And me, from Arizona, as a Cardinals fan growing up, I hated every second of that deal. I hated every second of that deal. This is not that deal. To me, I look at this and it's, good job Packers. Good job Aaron Jones. For staying in Green Bay, for staying in a contender, for staying with a top quarterback in the league, and you got paid. The Packers did good here. I don't expect them to do much more in free agency. I I, I don't I don't think just because they're keeping Aaron Jones that there're they're, they're going to be a top contender. I mean, their defense needs to be worked. Darius Smith is a, is a beast, and they they got some they got some good players on that end. And I like Matt Lafleur. You know, I didn't think Matt Lafleur could coach. I, I was very skeptical. But last year he proved that uh he can coach. And I just think adding this Aaron Jones contract is just a good deal for Green Bay. Now they gotta go out and get pieces. They don't they don't have it, clearly. They need to go out and get a wide receiver. I just I mean they have Devontae Adams, but I just I think they need a slot. And I mean I I, I thought Kendrick Bourne would have been a great spot. Uh, great place for him Kendrick Bourne to the Packers the the Niners receiver but I just I just saw that he's going to New England I think Juju Smith-Schuster would be a great addition to this Green Bay offense I've been thinking that for a little while last couple of weeks looking at what's going on and I heard Colin say that Uh, I think he said it on Friday and I definitely agree um having a slot guy with Devontae Adams, bring back Aaron Jones. Now I saw Lindley, their center, he signed somewhere else. I can't remember where he's at now, but he's gone. But they, they don't have a terrible offensive line. in the Packers, the one thing the Packers can do is they can draft offensive line and develop offensive linemen. It's the Packers draft offensive linemen like the Steelers draft wide receivers. It's crazy. The Steelers hit on every wide receiver. since Since I, I can remember you know the Steelers draft a wide receiver in the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 7th, it doesn't matter what round they draft a wide receiver just like it doesn't matter what round the Packers draft an offensive lineman just just it just works they just develop them so they just got to hit on another offensive lineman, get their defense up, but I think overall it it's a good signing and I think uh I think good job Aaron Jones and for once I'm going to say Good job, Green Bay. So sad day around the league. Uh yesterday, Sunday. Drew Brees announced his retirement. Now I I would say that we all saw it coming, you know, from a mile away. But still, I mean, he's one of the greatest to ever spin it. He really is. To me, he's the most accurate passer in NFL history. I just I just don't see how you can argue that. He holds nearly every single record there is to hold. Now, Tom will probably break a few of them next year. And Matt Ryan, if he keeps going on this pace, who knows what's happening with him in the Falcons, but if he keeps going on this pace, he'll he'll probably break some of those as well. But that doesn't matter. That's all irrelevant. What's relevant is Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Famer, amazing career, and just what what he overcame. What he overcame. Second round draft pick, Probably the best second-round draft pick of all time. I mean, I would have to do a deep dive on that. I'm I'm not sure. But he's probably the greatest second-round quarterback ever taken. You know, he, he goes San Diego, gets hurt, wants to go to Miami with Nick Saban. When Nick Saban was there at the time. And the team doctor wouldn't clear him. Miami's team doctor wouldn't clear him. So he goes to New Orleans, the worst franchise in the NFL at the time. They were called the Aints, the New Orleans Aints. They wore paper bags on their heads. And Drew Brees completely turned around that franchise. I mean, completely turned it around. And they won a Super Bowl. And he was great. And he is great. And I'm sad to see him go. I really am sad to see him go. But as I was watching the players on Sunday cause that's, um, NBC and Drew Brees waited for a special NBC. It all kind of made sense. You know, why was Drew Brees waiting so long? Well, not only was it 15 years to the day where he signed with the saints, but it was also something with NBC earlier today. He was on, uh, NBC today or whatever that talk show is. And, uh, he was talking about his future with NBC cuz he signed that massive NBC deal like 3 years ago so i was watching the players and you know they say that Drew Brees is retiring i go on my social media he's got that video with his kids very cool drew brees is always a family man you know that's what he he's just a great guy but it got me thinking drew brees is retired now philip rivers retired this offseason as well drew brees was drafted in 2001 Rivers was in that infamous 04 class with, uh, it was him, it was Eli, and Big Ben. Great, great quarterback class. And I was thinking, man, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady just signed a four-year extension with his second team. Now, it's not really a four-year extension. It's kind of like two fake years. They just did that, you know, for the salary cap reasons and everything, but it's it was smart. It's smart. But while those guys have retired, Eli's retired, Breeze just retired, Ben looks like he's on his last leg and is probably gonna retire after this year, and Brady will still be playing. It's insane. This guy was on the Patriots for 20 years, left, won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. He's about to have his 22nd NFL season. He turns 44 in August. 44 in August. It's insane. He's been playing football for 22 years. I'm 28. He's been playing football almost my entire length of my life. It's crazy. And you know what? (laughs) The dude is still kicking he is just kicking ass. Just signed that four-year deal, and they just brought back everyone. I saw today that Shaq Barrett re-signed. They they franchise tagged Chris Godwin. They they were able to re-sign Levante David, who I thought was going to get huge money on the open on the open market. They signed him two years, twenty-five million. They signed Chris Godwin. They, like, sorry, they tagged Chris Godwin. I mean, it's insane. It, it it's insane before the season started everyone was oh brady's wash brady's wash he's going to tampa bay they're not even going to be a playoff team they'll be lucky if they win nine games i was on the other side of that i thought they were going to be a playoff team and the farthest they could go was the nfc championship game well i was wrong because he won a fucking super bowl insane and now they're bringing back levante david and his cap hit this year is only like three and a half million dollars and Shaq Barrett signed a very team friendly deal. His is I think he's only getting 18 a year. If he would hit free agency, he, he, he probably would have got 20 to 22 a year. He's one of the top pass rushers in the league. Chris Godwin's franchise tag, I think it's I think it's just under 16 million. So all that is is on the cap. So you have Levante David for three and a half, you have Shaq Barrett for five and a half, you have Chris Godwin for just under 16, and Tom Brady's cap hit now nine million dollars ladies and gentlemen nine million dollars the cap hit for the greatest quarterback of all time it's insane Tom Brady could have reset the market eight times over we we thought we thought Patrick Mahome's deal was big but if Tom Brady after his fifth Super Bowl really wanted to he would have got paid 50 million dollars right now he, he there's no reason that tom Brady shouldn't be making 45 million dollars a year he would have reset the market once over and that deck deal would have been way bigger than it was would have been way bigger than it was that deck prescott deal probably would have been something like 150 guaranteed and probably like 180 190 million dollars it's it's insane that he and he I mean Thomas Edward Patrick Brady just take pay cut after pay cut restructure after restructure he's basically the general manager he's basically the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now I I I don't want to take any away from from their GM was it Matt Light he, he does a great job he, he he hits on draft picks and you know Arians he lets him do that Arians lets lets Light pick the players He coaches what he can, and he pretty much lets Tom Brady coach on the field. Arians does the film study. He does the meetings. And Brady does everything on the field. It's insane. It's like a three-headed dragon. It's like something you can't beat. And I think they're going to be better next year than they were last. How can they not be? They're bringing everybody back. And they still have cap space. Their offensive line will just be better. Their defense will just be better. They have have studs. They have studs studs on the defense i think they need a i think their corner situation can maybe be upgraded but they have studs i mean just killers just killers i, I i'm just i'm still in awe how brady just he just does what he does every year year in a year out year in a year out win a super bowl win a super bowl go to a super bowl go to a Super. make the playoffs nfc championship afc championship it doesn't fucking matter he wins he is the greatest winner, probably in American history. I mean at least for team sports I just for team sports he's the greatest winner. I mean Bill Russell has 11 championships, but we don't talk about Bill Russell like that. Nobody does nobody talks about Bill Russell when you say who's the greatest NBA star who who's the greatest NBA player of all time? Bill Russell's name never comes up it's it's Michael Jordan. It's LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, who? And he has 11 championships. I just to me that just it just speaks volume of who Tom Brady is, of what he does on and off the field of an amazing teammate that he is. I've never heard one bad story, one bad story about Tom Brady. His teammates say that he's the best teammate he's ever played with. It's crazy. And like I said, he should have reset the market eight times over. If, if Tom Brady had reset the market, he's has getting paid $45 million right now. Can you imagine what that Dak Prescott contract would be? Not even that. I'll do you one better. What the Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen contracts would look like. It would be stupid. It would be beyond stupid. And they're going to get dumb money. I mean, Dak Prescott just, just Set the staple for him. If if I'm Lamar Jackson's agent, I am licking my lips right now. Because how does Lamar Jackson not get paid more than Dak Prescott? He has an MVP. He goes to the playoffs every year. Now, he loses. And would I take Dak over Lamar? I don't know. I'm not super high on Lamar, even though I think he's a great player. But I think in the playoffs, Dak's style... He's a better thrower. You know, I think I think it's better than Lamar's running around. But then you put the two together and you kind of have Josh Allen, who's a monster. And I love Josh Allen. But if I'm the Bills and if I'm the Ravens, I am not paying them this year. Why? Why would I pay them this year? The cap went down. It's like, what? It's like 100 and, 182 and a half. And I heard reports on uh, Saturday that they're projecting the cap to go up to 232 next year. Why, why would the, run it back. I love Josh Allen and I'm a a Lamar guy, but you got to do it again. Josh, you have to do it again. You had two, you had one very, very poor year. His rookie year was awful. He had flashes. He had some where I was watching him and I go, wow. But then he also had some, ugh. The same with Lamar. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to pay these guys because they're going to get stupid money. And if I'm going to pay my quarterback, let's say Josh, let's let's go with Josh Allen. It's probably going to be a 4 to 5 year deal. I'm going to lean on the 5 year deal. I'm going to lean 5 years. It's going to be close to 200 million dollars. It's going to be it's going to be close to 200 million. Tax 146. And to me, Dak does not have the raw talent that Josh Allen has, and if Josh Allen can duplicate this season, it's going to be two hundred million dollars with like a buck fifty to a buck sixty guaranteed. Lamar's the same way. If you're the Ravens, you're looking at it like, well, he, he won an MVP. We can't win in the playoffs, but we have good regular season. We make money. He makes us money. We're probably with 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 Harbaugh. We're probably gonna win. Ten games a year, we're gonna to compete to win our division because, I mean, and I'm not trying to put down the Steelers, but Big Ben is done, and if they don't, if they can't, if they can't find somebody for him quick, a replacement quick, fast, and in a hurry, that Pittsburgh Steeler, ich, they're gonna be down for a while. And the Browns are better. The Browns are good, but they're still the Browns. And Cincinnati's coming up with Joe Burrow. I think the Ravens can still win this division. The next three years, I think their biggest competition is the Browns. And let's not sleep on Cincinnati here. They're, they're my sleeper pick to go from worst to first. I don't think they're going to go to first, but I think they have a chance to have a good season. But if you're the Ravens, you're looking at it like I can win my division every year or at least compete to win my division every year. I'll have a chance to go to the playoffs. Ne- next year starts the 17, 17 games, 17 game season. It just makes it a li- So like the new nine and seven right? The new nine and seven, if you could squeak in at that seventh seed that was just implemented last year at nine and seven, well, I mean, with a 17 game season, you got to think that it's going to take 10 wins probably to make it, probably to make that seventh seed. You know, you're probably going to have to go 10 and seven. You know, there's no more eight and eights. Next year, there's no more eight and eights. I don't think the Ravens go eight and eight. They have a good defense, although Matt Judon just left. They got a good defense. You know, it's, I just... I just wouldn't pay them right now. I want to wait and see because I know that these two quarterbacks are just gonna break the fucking bank. Sorry for my language if there's kids in the car. But they are. They really are. And the Bills are gonna dish it out. Wanna know why? Because they're the Bills. And they haven't been shit since Jim Kelly. Again, sorry about the language. But... They're gonna dish it out to Josh Allen if they think Josh Allen's the real deal. If he has, if he even has a season remotely close to what he had this last year, they're gonna pay him. They're gonna pay him, and Lamar is probably gonna get paid regardless of really what happens. Unless the you know, the only way I don't see Lamar getting paid is if the Ravens win seven games, they miss the playoffs, and Lamar just has a miserable season. But Lamar, he could play. He can play. But can he? Can he take that team? Deep in the playoffs, you have to throw in the playoffs. And I I think Lamar can throw. I'm not one of those guys that Lamar can't throw. He's only a runner. This guy will never be able to throw the... No, because if you see him, he makes some nice throws. He really can. But can he win big in the playoffs? Can he take a team to the Super Bowl? Maybe. Maybe because he's so gifted with his legs. But the bottom line is he's going to get paid... Josh Allen's going to get paid. Dak Prescott just got paid. I mean, to me, it's a little too much. I wanted to throw up in my mouth when I saw the $40 million a year. You know, like I said earlier, Dak Prescott's not a $40 million a year quarterback. He's that girl that you just need to let go. Josh Allen. Josh Allen might be that girl you need to keep. Th- that might be one that you slip the ring on the first couple of months. Well, I mean, it'd be a couple of years for the Bills. But if we're talking relationship, you know, you meet her and she's awesome. And you know it instantly, or maybe you know you know it after six months. And it started a little rocky, but then things got amazing. I think I think Josh Allen could be the keeper. Lamar, he's gonna stay. I just don't see him leaving. But he's gonna get paid, and it's a matter of how much to pay these quarterbacks. Because as soon as you pay these quarterbacks, as soon as you pay Josh Allen, what are you gonna do with Stephon Diggs? He's still gonna be one of the he's still once and. Probably deserves to be one of the highest paid wide receivers in the league. What are you gonna do with that defense? I mean you just signed Matt Milano, which I think is a great signing for you. He's a soul to your defense. So you but you're just gonna have a bunch of Matt Milanos? Matt Milano's a good player, but he's that's that's what he is, a good player. Matt Milano is not an excellent player. He's a solid player that any team would love to have. Any team would love to have a Matt Milano. But Matt Milano's not Shaq Barrett. You know, like You know, Matt Matt Milano is not this game-changing player. He's a solid fixture of a defense. So when you pay Josh Allen, you're just going to have to deal with a bunch of Matt Milanos, a couple of Matt Milanos, and then worse than Matt Milanos. And maybe you can pay one big defender. But you're going to have to spread that out. You're going to have to do it smart. The Bills are going to have to play it smart. They're going to have to do it like the Chiefs did. You're going to have to give him a stupid length contract and then restructure every two years and then convert that roster roster bonus into a signing bonus so it doesn't affect your cap, so you can go out and spend money because you have to spend money. Josh Allen could be the best quarterback in the league in two years. Who knows? Maybe he's better than Mahomes in two years. I mean, he certainly looks like he could be. I don't think he will be, but he could be. But even if he is... If you don't have pieces around him, what are you going to do? You're not going to win. You're going to be Aaron Rodgers. You're going to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. You're going to be Peyton Manning that couldn't get past the hump in his early career. What was the big knock on Manning in, in those teams? He can't win the big game, right? can't win in the playoffs. It's because they didn't have any depth. That was the other thing. Indiana has no freaking depth. They didn't. The Colts had no depth. If you don't have depth, you can't win a championship. What does Tom Brady always have? Depth. There's nothing you could ever say. You can't be like, oh, well, you know, this Patriots team just didn't have any depth. That's why they lost the Super Bowl to the... Jo-. No. They had depth. They had everything. They had the greatest quarterback of all time, which definitely helps. And Bill Belichick, probably arguably the best quarterback of all time. But then he leaves Tampa and wins a game. He wins. And he's surrounded by great pieces. And these pieces are willing to take less money because he's willing to take less money. Josh Allen, if you're listening to this, Lamar Jackson, if you're listening to this, I'm all for you getting paid. I am all for players getting paid as much as they can. Make your money. Make your money. You want to know why? Because those owners are. Those owners are restructuring a new TV deal right now that's going to give them a shitload of money. It's going to be stupid. It's already stupid. $10 million for a Sunday night football game. That's how much these teams make. So make your money. But be smart about it. Be smart. Don't necessarily have to take you, don't necessarily have to take the highest paid. You don't need 125 guaranteed. If you have security you knows team wants you, take your five-year deal, take your eight-year deal, spread that out. Get paid $36 million a year. So you're not killing your team. Get get a guaranteed and keep converting your stuff. Keep converting that. So it just redoes the cap and you're just taking little hits, little hits, little hits. Instead of taking these huge, gigantic Aaron Rodgers-style hits, Aaron Rodgers will never win another Super Bowl. That's my personal opinion. Aaron Rodgers will never win another Super Bowl unless he restructures his deal and makes it so they can get multiple stars. Because it's kind of proven that Aaron can't win with just a, just a, just, just a Devontae Adams or an Aaron Jones and as a Zedarius Smith. I mean, if you look at that t- 2011 team, that offense was good. I mean, it was really good. They had weapons everywhere. That defense was good. They had a superstar in Clay Matthews. They had Charles Woodson. They had superstars everywhere. I don't care if it was the tail end of Charles Woodson's career. Charles Woodson's the first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest college players of all time, and a, a, one of the greatest safeties in NFL. I mean, that guy was amazing. Safety, cornerback, DB, did everything. You got to get in players. And if Josh Allen, if Lamar Jackson, if you go out there and sign a $200 million deal, <sighs> I just, uh, I hope that players around you will be willing to take less money because I like the bills and I like the Ravens and I want to see you guys succeed and I want to see you have players around you and I want to see you dominate. Dak Prescott has reset the market and it's going to be one of those two guys that's just going to break the bank. All right, let's get in a little Russell Wilson talk. Big personal Russell Wilson fan. Um. even though he plays for the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, technically I'm a Cardinals fan. But there was a report today, I think it came out today, it might have been yesterday, that the Bears are working to make a big push for Russell Wilson. Now, Cliff Averill came out on a Seattle show, and he said, neither Russ nor Pete Carroll want to end this marriage. And, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of lean to believe, you know, some... Cliff Avril, form formal teammate of of Russell Wilson, and was in that Super Bowl that uh, that they won, Seattle. And Pete always loved Cliff Averill, and Cliff's always had a special connection with the team. And I think he still he still lives up in Seattle. But I kind of believe that. But also, I'm looking at this situation. And two weeks ago, if you would have asked me, do you think Russell Wilson's gets traded? I would have looked you dead straight in the eyes, and I would have said. Absolutely, yes. How can he not get traded? Now, today, at this moment, I really have no fucking clue what is going on in the Pacific Northwest. No, no clue. Zero. (laughs) I just, I don't know. Russell Wilson's playing really coy. You know, he came out with Dan Patrick and he said what he said. You know, of course, he said it in a Russell Wilson way, although it was kind of un-Russell Wilson-like. But look, something needs to happen here. Either Russell needs to come out and just say I want to be traded, trade me, or they just they just need to move on. Cause it's been awfully quiet the past couple of weeks up there in Seattle. It's been awfully quiet, except for this this Bears story here. But to me, the Chicago Bears just don't make any sense. They're they're, they're picking Chicago made the playoffs, uh, so I think they're picking like twentieth. So you would definitely give that pick away to Seattle. With a, a butt-ton more. I mean, you would have to give him what? If if Deshaun Watson's running rate is four first-round picks, what's Russell Wilson's running rate? Five? Three first-rounds, three second-rounders? And a player? I I don't really know. But all I know is it's just getting a little weird. It's getting a little weird up in the Pacific Northwest. I just... It, Russell needs to come out and say something. If he doesn't, he won't. Because it's Russell Wilson. Go Hawks. You know, it's Russell Wilson. I'm doing an interview. Go Hawks. So, I, to me, he his agent put out that four teams that he wants to go to, you know, obviously the Saints, he's not going to the Saints. It, when I looked at it, it came down to two two places. It came down to Chicago, and it came down to the team, which the only team that I think could really work in this trade, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. If, if Seattle's really going to trade Russell Wilson, which... <laughs> The saying that out loud is mind-boggling that you're going to trade one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best, if not the best player in the NFL. They're going to trade him away. Your franchise guy. The guy. Go Hawks. The guy that loves your team. Go Hawks. He owns a freaking part of the of the, the Portland Timbers. But if you're going to trade him away, has to be to the Raiders. Because the Raiders are the only ones that can give Seattle even remotely close to, to good compensation. Because they can give him Derek Carr. At the end of the day, if you can trade a quarterback back to Seattle, and not just a, any quarterback, you can't just be like, you know, Tim Couch. You know, <laughs> you know the Tim Boyle. I don't know why I'm saying a bunch of Tim names, but whatever. It can't be anything like that, but Derek Carr. Derek Carr's a proven winner. Derek Carr's a lot like Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott and Derek Carr have a lot of similarities. I think if they're surrounded by good teams, they can lead their teams to the playoffs. I think I mean, history has shown us that. But if they're surrounded by terrible teams, they're awful. I think Derek Carr could work in Seattle, but not as much as I think Russell Wilson could work for the Raiders. The only thing is, is could Russ and John Gruden get along? But I think Russ is just so much of a company man that he would make it work. And he would make the Raiders look good. And he would have a good running game. The Josh Jacobs, a bulldozer oven. Back in that front, that front five, they're getting a little older. And I think... I think they just let, did they let Incognito go? They might have let Incognito go. But actually, no, I think he's got one more year there. But he's on the tail end of his career anyway. But their offensive line isn't terrible. They they need to add some pieces for sure. And they just let Nelson Aguilar go and another Patriot signing, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Russell Wilson would make the Raiders look pretty good. And he wouldn't even just make the Raiders look pretty good. He'd make John Gruden look pretty good. And let me tell you, John Gruden, he really needs to look really good. Because he looks like he can't coach his way out of a fucking paper bag right now. I mean, for 10 years, all I heard about was John Gruden, John Gruden, USC, Texas, Indianapolis, when they had an opening, Miami, all these teams wanted him. And he said, no, 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 I'm good doing my quarterback camps. I'm doing, I'm good doing Monday night football. I get paid 10 to $15 million a year. I don't need to come back. And everybody wanted him. And it's, it's like that. It's just like that thing that you just can't, you can't quite touch, but you really want to so bad. That cookie jar that your parents say, no, you can't have a cookie until after dinner, but you just stare at that cookie jar all day and you just want it so bad. That was John Gruden. Everybody just wanted John Gruden so bad. John Gruden's been a disaster. John Gruden is, is, is a mediocre play caller at best. I think at times he could be a little bit better than mediocre, but his personnel, John Gruden can't pick players. John Gruden has final say for the Raiders. You think Mayock? You think Mayock is 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 telling Gruden we're gonna pick this player? No. Gruden says if Gruden says no, it's no. If Gruden says yes, it's yes. If Gruden says jump, you ask how high. Bottom line, John Gruden has full say. Mark Davis made so. He said, "Yeah, go ahead. Ten years, ten years, hundred million dollars. Go ahead, Gruden. You run the team. I'm broke, so it doesn't matter. Right, we're moving to Vegas. I'm getting that shit paid for." for me so we'll make some money in Vegas you just go ahead and coach our team try to get us to the playoffs and make some more money you're John Gruden you got through the door with your name alone you're a past Super Bowl winning champion but then does anybody actually remember what happened after that Tampa Bay Super Bowl when he when they just pummeled the Raiders they sucked they sucked from 3 to 2008 he had a losing record he was terrible then he got fired then he went into the booth and then he was just, he was that gem you just couldn't touch because he just kept saying, no, 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 no. And then the Raiders finally got a piece of that pie, finally got that cookie, and it was stale. It was stale. After 10 years, it was pretty freaking stale. And I'm, I'm, I'm one that's, that thought John was going to be pretty good. I thought he was going to be the kind of this day and age Bill Parcells on the offensive side of ball. And I've heard multiple people say that. And he's just not. He needs a win. And I don't think it could be any bigger of a win than a trade for Russell Wilson. I mean, if he trades Russell Wilson, that's gonna turn that franchise around. That's gonna turn John's career around. That's gonna be make that's gonna make the first three years of mediocrity and piss worth it. Because if you can, if you can get even if you have to give up Darren Waller, right? You have to give up your you're probably your best offensive weapon other than Josh Jacobs. But if you can keep Josh Jacobs or Darren Waller, one or the other, that's a win. If you can give Russell Wilson either a running game or Darren Waller and then go out in the draft and try your hardest to pick a player, which I know John is not your strength clearly because you've been drafting piss. Who Cleveland Farrell. Really? Cleveland. Is it Cleveland? Cleveland Farrell. Whatever. I don't even know his name. I know why I don't know his name. Cause he went fourth overall to the Raiders and he sucks. I mean, maybe in two years he could be good. But the fourth overall, I couldn't believe it. You had Bud Dupree. You had Bud Dupree on the board, John, and you took Cleveland Farrell. He needs John Gruden needs Russell Wilson, but why would the Seahawks trade him? Well, I mean, I, other than it looks like their relationship is pretty rift. I mean, a pretty. Are we going to get to the? I mean, Cliff Averill said neither neither side wants the marriage to end. Two months ago, that story came out with uh, Jared Goff and Sean McVay about how they needed marriage counseling. Uh, This might be kind of feeling on that border. What happened? Oh, they need marriage counseling. Traded his ass. Let's make a swap for a better quarterback. Matthew Stafford, here Detroit, you suck anyway. Take Jared Goff. We don't want him. We don't even want to look at him. Is that where Seattle's going right now? Is that where Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are at? Because just like John Gruden, Pete Carroll runs the show. I mean, John Snyder is a hell of a GM. We think he's a hell of a GM. But it's pretty much Pete Carroll picking all these players. It's pretty much Pete Carroll having the final say to everything. So is, is what's John Snyder really doing? Pete Carroll has all this power. And if he's just looking at it like, look, you know what? If Russ wants out, that's fine. Because... I'm a 70-year-old coach that wants to run the football and play defense. So if I can trade him for draft picks and Josh Jacobs, then why wouldn't I do that? If I'm Pete Carroll, let's just get him out of here because I, because I mean, Pete Carroll kind of kind of feels like a little Bill Belichick-y. How Bill Belichick, you know, he's just just gonna put everything together himself. He's got it. It's him. It's he doesn't need this quarterback. He can win with any other quarterback. Remember that story that came out like four years ago? About how a lot of patriot in the Patriots organization, a lot of people were saying that they can win all these games with with multiple quarterbacks in the league. That they can win these Super Bowls with multiple quarterbacks in the league. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that is that where the, is that where you're heading, Seattle? Because if it is, that's a disaster. And you're gonna be you're not gonna be good. Your franchise is gonna be miserable like it was before Russell Wilson. Yeah, you had a little stint with Holgrom and Matt Hasselback with Sean Alexander, and you went to the Super Bowl and you lost. I, I just. Not sure what's happening right now in Seattle, and I'm just waiting to hear about something. I'm just waiting for them to say something, for something to happen. Free agency officially opens on Wednesday. The draft is what are we like 45 days away from the draft? Maybe less. I have to figure it's going to happen before the draft. If it happens, if it does, if it doesn't, then he's not going anywhere, and they're going to have to either. This was just all like a, like a like they're calling Russell Wilson's bluff. And he just swallows his pride and walks back to Seattle, or they trade him. And I like I said, best destination, in my opinion, is Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Los Angeles Raiders. They have been Los Angeles Raiders since the 80s. Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see. It's uh it's interesting and it's getting a little weird. But damn, it sure does make for entertainment. So earlier last week, Cam Newton Signed a one-year deal for the Patriots. I think it's something like thirteen and a half million total with incentives. Something like six and a half if he's on the if he's on the team. Uh, he gets like eight and a half if he's the starter for the full season. Whatever, whatever. Total about thirteen and a half million. When that happened, I just I thought Bill Belichick was just you know what we might as well just sign him again and see how this season goes. And then today happened. And although nothing's official until Wednesday. The Patriots and Bill Belichick have spent more money today than he has in the last 15 years in free agency, total combined. That's insane. He is breaking the bank. They are splurging like crazy. They got Jalen Mills, John Jonu Smith, a pass catcher. They needed one of those. They got they added Nelson Aguilar earlier, a, a wide receiver, who I thought for sure was going to be back with the Raiders, but I guess they just didn't want it, couldn't afford him. And then I saw. Earlier, they got Kendrick Bourne, another receiver. And then the big one, the the big deal, is Matthew Judon. And I think Bill Belichick's licking his lips because when he gets a player like Matthew Judon, he can scheme the shit out of him out of everywhere. Matthew Judon is, that t- is the type of edge rusher that can line up anywhere and can also cover. He's He's Bill Belichick's dream of an outside linebacker slash edge rusher kind of like uh, Chandler Jones but without the covering ability. But when 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 Chandler Jones, when Bill Belichick had Chandler Jones, I mean it was that he was eating everybody alive. It seemed like he had two sacks a game in New England. Now don't get me wrong, he's doing pretty good in Arizona as well, and he's a great player. But Matthew Judon, 4 years, 56 million dollar deal. I think it's a great deal for both sides. You th- that's 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 a target number that you pay a defensive player like 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 Judon, I think it was something like $30 million guaranteed. That's perfect. I knew that the hoodie, the, the dark lord, whatever you want to call him, the leader, uh, uh, whatever, okay? I call him arguably the greatest coach of all time. I knew he had a plan, and he knew his roster was bad, but he sat on it and waited. Even Brady's last year, he knew that that roster wasn't great, yeah, they had Stefan Gilmore, one defensive player of the year. But he knew the thing about Belichick is he 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 can sense when a player is coming to their last best year, which is why now you have all the Stefan Gilmore kind of trade rumors coming out. I think it I think he'll probably keep him now after getting Matthew Judon, because getting Judon only makes Gilmore better. A pass rush makes your secondary better. And one of the greatest defensive minds in the history of the league is Bill Belichick. And I knew he had to have Some type of plan. There is no way he's okay with going 7-9. and It's Bill Belichick. The guy is in the building at 3 a.m. And he leaves at 1 a.m. Gives himself about an hour of sleep. And he probably doesn't even sleep. Probably just goes home. Sees his wife. I mean, his kids are on the freaking team. They're coaching with him now. Probably has a scotch or whatever. Goes back in the building. Watches tape. Studies. Schemes. He's deceptive. He just is a technician. And after last year, when it beginning of the season kind of looked like Cam you know had some hype, they, they 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 like blew out um Miami. And then they had that really close Sunday night game with uh Seattle that came down to the quarterback power and Cam just barely came up short. I think that they've added terrific pieces. Terrific pieces. And I would even say that they would be an arguable, probably, playoff team if it wasn't for Cam Newton. I've been called in my day a Cam Newton hater. I'm not a Cam Newton hater. I like Cam Newton. Okay, I think he's a tremendous athlete, and he was great to watch in college. I, I, I mean, I saw that national championship game against Oregon. It was actually played here in Arizona at the Cardinal Stadium. It was awesome. He was great. And he was fantastic in Carolina his first couple of years. But I just I just don't see it anymore. I, I never really saw how he could be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And this is why they only signed him for one year. One, his age. But if, if you knew that you were going to make a big splash, and please don't tell me. Please, please, nobody tell me. Well, but I think Bill Belichick probably just saw all these people on the market. No, Bill Belichick knew who he was going to sign five months ago. Okay, he knew who's, who he was going to sign five freaking months ago. So why not sign Cam for at least a two-year deal? Do you have any other options, Bill? Are you going to try to... Because if, if you make the playoffs next year, how are you going to be in position to draft a quarterback? Are you going to try to get one on free agency? Are you going to try to trade for one? What's going to happen? Cam's not the answer. Jared Stidham's clearly not the answer. I, I think Cam can win you games this year. I, I, think, I think the Patriots will win nine games. I think they have that ability because Bill Belichick is that good, and that they've added some really nice pieces. Now they lost, they lost an offensive lineman, but that doesn't matter. Bill, Bill can find one like that and just plug him in, and he'll be fine. And a lot of their offensive identities, is probably going to be running the football, but now that you have Nelson Aguilar and you have Kendrick Bourne, now these aren't. This is It's not like I'm saying you. I. I we just gave him Devonte Hopkins. You know, it's not like Julio Jones. No, but these are these are solid wide receivers. The, Nelson Aguilar is a $12 million a year wide receiver. That is a solid number two. Easily a solid number two wide receiver in the league. Borderline number one. Kendrick Bourne had, who's just come off of three really good seasons with San Francisco. I think Kendrick Bourne's a 9 to $10 million player. And he got a bigger contract than Nelson Aguilar did. And It's because Kendrick Bourne is is more of a, a a Bills type of wide Bills type of wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar is is the kind of guy that's he's gonna he's gonna space the field, he's gonna be a big playmaker. He he's great with the ball in his hands. I just I just I want to see how Cam can throw next year. I want to see you know because look they didn't have anybody. Their best receiver was Nikhil Harry, who Arizona State guy. I mean, that's my that that's my school. I love Arizona State. I'll rep them to the day I die. But is Nikhil, is Nikhil Harry a bust? First round draft pick. Bill never picks wide receivers in the first round. Is he a bust? He caught a couple touchdowns last, last year. I think Josh McDaniels can scheme this offense to be open a little bit, but it's about Cam to execute. Can Cam execute? I don't know. I, I, Cam hasn't really executed since his MVP year. Because look at every year after the MVP year. Same year he went to the Super Bowl. That 2015-2016 season. He has declined in every statistical category. He has declined. You can see his arm is, is, is declining every year. He can't run as well. He's getting hit. He, these defensive ends and linebackers and safeties that play the game now are just freaks of nature. And Cam Newton is supposed to stand in the pocket and deliver a perfect 40-yard strike to Nelson Aguilar? or deliver a a, a perfect slant or a 10-yard out route to Kendrick Bourne to pick up a critical first down on third and eight? When has Cam ever done that? Ever, actually ever done that, because he hasn't. That's not what he does. Cam is a playmaker with his legs, and he has a big arm, but he's not accurate. And unless you have an amazing offensive line in front of him, he's not going to be able to do much. But what I'm thinking is Bill Belichick is banking on his defense to be good again next year. To try to hold teams to 20 points. Because if he can hold a team to 20 points, I think Josh McDaniels can scheme somehow for Cam to score with Nelson Aguilar and you know John U Smith, who's a good tight end, a very good red zone tight end. I think that's the best best key here for Cam. Because Cam can throw to tight ends. They're bigger body, they got a bigger target, you know, they run shorter routes. It's easier for Cam to throw to tight ends than it is for him to throw a wide receiver. That's clearly done in the past. I mean, Greg Olson had an amazing career with Cam Newton. Steve Smith had an okay career with Cam Newton. Steve Smith's a great wide receiver. His first two years, he was still burning, just burning corners left and right. Cam was giving him the ball. But that was young Cam. That was fresh, right out of Auburn. Didn't care. Took the league by the balls and just ran with every play that he wanted to and threw it up to Steve Smith. And Greg Olson in the corner when he needed a bailout and he got, he, he had a defense to back up any mistakes that he made. He had Luke Keekley arguably the best defensive player in the league to just back him up, to just, just handle business. I turned the ball over. Hey, Luke. Hey man. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, just go ahead and go out there and give me the ball back and I'll score next time. Yeah, no problem, Cam. I got you because I'm fucking Luke Keekley, and I'm the man. Yeah, Luke, you were the man. Is is Matt Judon going to be Luke Kuechly? I think Matt Judon's good, but he's not Luke Kuechly. I I think Bill Belichick had a plan, and his plan is to just collect as much talent as he can and to see if Cam can carry him over the hump. But he needs something for the next couple of years because this talent around him right now, Jalen Mills, a good safety. They got two defensive tackles. Uh, Jonu Smith is a young tight end. Matthew Judon is is still in his prime. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, you need a quarterback, Bill. You need a quarterback. I Matt mean, Cam Newton's not the answer. You know, you might win 10 games this year. You might get into the playoffs. But then what happens the year after that? You're going to keep re-signing Cam to one-year deals? You're going to keep signing Cam Newton to one-year deals. Why? It doesn't make any sense to me. I think this is Cam's last year in New England. Honestly, this might be Cam's last year in the league. I mean, if any, if last year was any indicated of next year, how can you look at that and be like, yeah, we can be a cool playoff team with this quarterback? With the Bills now in your division, looking like that? If Josh Allen plays like that, absolutely not. Do you beat them? I mean, you're Bill Belichick, so you're probably going to win in in Gillette. But then Miami. Miami's coming up. Miami's got a killer defense. And it looks like your prodigy over there, that came from you, Bill, can coach. Now, can, is Tua, can Tua play? That's the question for Miami. And then, you know, the Jets are the Jets. So... You know, you're not worried about the Jets because, let's be honest, they're the freaking Jets. But still, you got to go through, that's that's four hard games a year. And the Jets always play you pretty tough at least one, one time. But you got you to beat the Bills twice? That's not happening. You got to beat Miami twice? That's probably not happening. Cam needs to play amazing. Cam has to have a great season for you guys to squeak into the playoffs, I think. And I just think Bill is such a good coach That he can make it happen. And I think McDaniels is just so smart. But this is a short term play. But I think Bill. I'm hoping. Bill has a short term play for a long term future. With all these signings right here. That are probably going to be with the team for a little while. At least. Everybody that he just signed. Is going to be with the team for at least two years. Because Bill does like to burn and turn. Bill. Bill burn. He does. Okay. But. Matthew Judon's probably gonna be a staple for a while. Kendrick Bourne is the perfect wide receiver that Bill loves. Jalen Mills, I mean, Devin McCourty can't play forever. And Jalen Mills is a good young safety. He he could definitely he could definitely flourish in the Bill Belichick system. John U. Smith, I think John U. Smith is there for two years. If he doesn't really produce, I think he's a trade piece or they cut him. But I think he can produce, but I don't know if he can produce with Cam. So you're gonna go out and get a quarterback? Are you gonna trade for one? Are you gonna draft one? What are you gonna do, Bill? I'm very, very interested to see how this Patriots saga, this post-Tom Brady in New England situation plays out. And how long is Bill going to coach for? Let's say Bill doesn't make the playoffs again next year. The dude's almost 70. He's won six championships. I mean, does he hang it up? I don't think he hangs it up after next year, but if he doesn't make the playoffs, he'll probably be in panic mode. That's two straight years without making the playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> he's he hasn't gone two straight years without making the playoffs since like 90 whenever he was on the browns what was that 90 96 <laughs> it's a long time that's a long time and when you when you go from having success and success and success and championships and championships you know when you don't have that same success it can kind of weigh on you mentally it, it can definitely weigh on you and i just at this stage in bill's life maybe he's just Maybe he just wants to Jimmy Johnson it. Just go live in the Keys. He loves the Keys. He's on his boat all the time. He's with Jimmy all the time. I don't know. I don't know how this all is going to play out, but Bill took a lot of big swings today. I love that he did it. I think that if you're a Jets, Dolphins, or Bills fan, you should probably be a little worried because at the end of the day, you were getting your ass kicked by the Patriots for the last 20 years. Your ass handed to you by Bill Belichick. Now, granted, he had Tom Brady, but still, you were getting beat down, NFC East. Just, oh, I'm sorry, AFC East, beat down by the Patriots. And I think their defense is going to be pretty good next year. And if Cam can at least be productive, he doesn't even have to be a top 10 quarterback, but if Cam can be somewhere between 14 and 19, I I just I don't see how they don't win 9, 10 games. But can he do that is the key. I don't know. Ah, thanks for listening guys uh that's probably gonna do it for today um i appreciate it you guys have a good rest of your week and uh yeah enjoy all this free agency madness and uh wednesdays when all this stuff finalizes so enjoy it have a good week adios